We appreciate you this morning. We celebrate you, our King and our Lord. We remember what you did for us over 2,000 years ago. For God demonstrated his love toward us that while we were yet sinners, Christ came and died for us. Thank you for the sacrifice. Thank you for giving your life in exchange for us. We're on the path of death and destruction, but you came to save us. We gather before your presence today to remember such a great sacrifice. We pray that touch every heart today. Cause us to remember this great sacrifice and give us the grace to surrender our lives totally to you. In the name of Jesus. Cause us not to underestimate this sacrifice, the price you pay for us, but place value on your death, your burial, and your resurrection. Thank you for your presence. Thank you for your power. And thank you for your glory in the midst of your people. Speak to every heart today in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. We read some powerful scriptures, but I want us to read the one our sister Rachel read. At the last part in Luke chapter number 23 from the verse 26. Give me the NIV version. And they led him away. They seized Simon from Cyrene who was on his way in from the country and put the cross on him. Made him carry it behind Jesus. A large number of people followed him including women who mourned and wailed for him. Thank God for women. Yeah. The women were just followed. I pray that God give us women like these women in this church. Women who will follow you. Yeah. Sometimes men are some way. But when God gives you women who have a heart for God and for the ministry, everywhere you go, they follow you. May God give us such women in the name of Jesus. Help me as a person. Are you that type of woman? Yeah. There's a woman who doesn't follow at all. But thank God for them. Jesus turned and said to them, Daughters of Jerusalem, do not weep for me. Weep for yourselves and for your children. Wow. Weep for yourselves, not for me. <laughs> for a time will come when you will say, Blessed are the barren women, the wombs that never bore, and the breast ah, that never nursed. Then they will say to the mountains, Fall on us, and to the hills, cover us. For if men do these things when the tree is green, what will happen when it is dry? Two other men, both criminals, were also let out with him to be executed or to be crucified. When they came to the place called Skull, there they crucified him along with the criminals, one on his right and the other on his left. Jesus said, Father, forgive them for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots. The people stood watching and the rulers even sneered at him. They said, he saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ of God, the chosen one. Then the soldiers also came up and mocked him. They offered him wine vinegar and said, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was a written notice above him which read, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who hung there held insults at him, and you the Christ, save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God? <laughs> he said, since you are under the same sentence, we are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. 
Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour and darkness came upon the whole land until the night hour. For the sun stopped shining as it has stopped today. And the curtain of the temple was torn into two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, he breathed his last. The centurion seeing what had happened, praised God and said, surely this was a righteous man. Now let's go back to Matthew 26, please, first of me. Then one of the twelve called Judas. This was a very close man, close to Jesus. They ate together. Jesus anointed him, gave him power to heal the sick and all that. One of the twelve called Judas, Iscariot, went to the chief priest and said, what are you willing to give me if I sell him to you or if I give him to you? And they counted out to him 30 pieces of silver. Help me tell the person, don't sell your master. Don't sell your master. Tell the person, don't sell your savior. Tell the person, don't sell those who have helped you before. So from that time, he sought for an opportunity to do what? To betray him. Let's jump to 47. And while yet he spake, Lord, Judas, one of the twelve, came and with him a great multitude with swords and staffs. To cut a long story short, this is a scripture about the process in which our Savior was led to the cross for him to die. And it was not a pleasant death at all. It wasn't a pleasant death. I think that uh, somebody was telling me that if I want to die, I don't want to die through accident. Uh, that. Um, or I don't want to die sick. Or I don't want to die through the gun. At least I want to die on my bed quietly. Because that is a good death. And I said, sometimes you don't get what you want. But when you read the scriptures very well, you realize that the death of Christ was one of the painful deaths that any man on this earth could die. Any man. It was not a gunshot there when you are shot and uh, you can just die within some few minutes. The death of Christ is more painful to the point that the Bible said, when was even nailed, he bled gradually. Do you call it slow death? He died gradually. The death of Christ was even more severe than those who, who hung themselves. Not only that, but he went through a lot of pain, a lot of sacrifices. The scripture we read, the Bible said that even the soldiers were blindfold him. And they would slap him and come back and move the handkerchief or whatever. And they would ask him, tell us, you said you are the prophet, who slapped you, tell us. The Bible said they mocked him, ridiculed him. And I love what Pontius Pilate said. He said, what sin has he committed? What wrong has he done? If he has done anything, please, yes. He said, what I'm going to do is that I'm just going to ship him. I mean, give him some, I mean, ships and all that and let him go. And that's according to the custom during that season. I mean, during that time, the festival. I mean, they were supposed to release one prisoner for them. And they brought Barabbas. Barabbas was someone who was very radical. And the Bible said, not only radical, but he has also killed somebody. And caused some chaos. So they had arrested him. Then Pontius Pilate said, let me bring this guy and bring Jesus. And please choose one. Who should I release for you? And the people shouted, give us Barabbas and kill Jesus. What sin, he asked them, what sin has he committed? They couldn't say, all that they could say was crucify him, crucify him, crucify him. Along the way, he handed Jesus over to them. They went to whip him, they nailed him. The pain and the suffering that the man went through. Uh, not because of any sin that he has committed. 
Not because of any wrong that he did, but because of you and I. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bible says he lived without even any sin, the slightest sin, without any wrong. He, he was no harboring hatred. He, I mean, he didn't fight with anyone. He didn't gossip. Nothing. He did not do any wrong. And yet, he suffered. Went through pain just because of you and because of me. The reason being that we're destined for death. On, on, on the way to death and the way to, of, to destruction. But this man came and exchanged his life for our lives. I pray that from today. You will appreciate and remember the sacrifice this man made for you. You will never ever forget so that you can also surrender your life totally to him in the name of Jesus. Now I want to share with you just five things about the death of Christ that will really really be a great blessing. What his death brought to mankind. What the death of Jesus brought to us. The first thing that you can see that the death of Christ brought to us salvation. His death brought to us salvation. Because please, one thing you must all understand is that death is not the end of life. There is always eternity. And please, everybody must understand that. That when you leave this, there is another place. There is another world. If you like it or not, that's the point. There is another world. Don't deceive yourself. When you are dead, that doesn't end anything. Death on this earth is just a transition to another life. And everybody is going to live eternally, but two places we are going to live. Whether you are going to live in Hades or hell, or you are going to live with God forever. So there is life after death. Now when Jesus came, I mean before he came to the scene, everybody was destined for eternal destruction. Everybody. Eternal destruction. But when he appeared and died on the cross, his death brought us eternal. Eternal life, good life, the life of God, not a life in destruction, but a life with the Father. Hallelujah. In Romans chapter number 5, from verse 6 through 10, what the death of Christ brought to us. You see, us at at just the right time, when we were still powerless, Christ did what? Died for the ungodly, Rome. Very rarely will anyone die for a righteous man, though for a good man, someone might possibly dare to die. But God demonstrates his love, his own love toward us, in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than having now been justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. Look at verse 10. For if when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God through his word, death of his son much more having been reconciled we shall be saved by his life so he gave his life for your life very simple so when jesus was hanging on the cross it was you that was on the the cross he exchanged your life for my life and through his death we have received eternal life and if you have received jesus as a lord and personal savior please listen to me when you leave this earth which automatically whether you like it or not you go there is another place and a better place for you to go i said there is a better place for you there is an eternal life for you to enjoy life with god first peter 3 18 listen to what it says for christ also suffered once for sins the just for the unjust that he might bring us to God, being put to death in the flesh, but made alive by the Spirit. He was put to death for us. 
so that we can also live and have eternal life. Glory to God. Say to yourself, I am saved through the death of Christ. So through the death of Jesus Christ, that has brought you salvation. Without his death, that's the reason why we celebrate the death of Christ. That's what we celebrate. I will celebrate what has brought me salvation. That's why we believe in wearing black. To celebrate what he did for over 2,000 years to mourn the man who died and gave his life for our lives. Hallelujah. May you never forget the sacrifice and the price he paid for you. I said, may you never forget the price. He died for your salvation. So believe that you are saved through his death. You are saved. You have eternal life. Glory to God. If you disappear from this earth, you appear in heaven. Glory to God. There is hope for your life. I said because of the death, there is hope, there is hope, there is hope, there is hope for your life. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So his death has brought us salvation. Please don't forget that. We are saved through his death. That is the reason why other religions are doing everything possible to deny the death of Christ, that the man didn't die. Hmm. He died to save us and to give us salvation. Number two, the death of Christ brought us dominion over Satan or power over Satan. Before we gave our life to Christ, the devil had control over us. The devil had dominion over our lives. He was controlling us. He was manipulating our lives. But through the death of Christ, God has given us dominion and authority over this devil. In Hebrews chapter number 2 from verse 13 through 15. Listen to what it says. And again and again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Inasmuch as then as the children have partaken of flesh and blood, he himself likewise shared in the same, that through death he might destroy him. Who had the power of death that is the devil <laughs> through what through death and release those who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage since the children have flesh and blood he too shed in their same that through death he might destroy him who had the power of death that is the devil so through the, I mean, the death of Christ, Satan was crushed. The power of the enemy was taken away from him. Satan had the authority and the power of death. But after the death of Christ, he took the keys from Satan and said, Satan, you don't have any authority again. Hallelujah. Now go with me to Colossians chapter number 2. Colossians chapter 2 from verse 13 through 15. He said, and you being dead in your trespasses and uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive together with him. Having forgiven you all trespasses, having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way. Having nailed it to the cross. Having nailed it to the where? To the cross. His death. Having wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the way. Having nailed it to the cross. Verse 15. Having disarmed what? principalities and powers he made a public spectacle of them triumphing <laughs> so jesus disgraced the enemy through his death and his resurrection that's what the bible says triumphing over them over principalities and over powers that's the reason it is believed that the day jesus died and he was buried no demon work at that time all the demons, all the forces, Satan said they all went to sit on the grave of Jesus. 
that they will make sure the man will not resurrect again. Because the devil knew that if this man rise up again, that is his end. And the Bible says, when he died, he went to Hades, he went to hell, and preached the gospel to those who had died, and he went and took the keys from the devil. Ah. He took the keys of death. Said, Satan, bring the key now. Bible says, he made a public show of him, and triumphing over them through the death of Christ. Listen to me. Satan, but listen to what Jesus said. He said, I've seen Satan fall like what? Lightning. Through his death, Satan doesn't have authority and dominion over you again. Oh, are you here? You have gone home. That scripture in the Old Testament, where the Bible says, when the children of God met, and Satan also went there, Satan went to God, and God asked him, where are you going? That thing is past. From the day Jesus died, Satan cannot go in front of God again. That thing has ceased. Satan cannot stand before God and accuse you to God again. No, 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 no. For you to understand much better. Go with me to Ephesians chapter 1, from verse 15. Down was through chapter... 2 and 6. Quite a little bit, but let's read it. Therefore, I also, after I heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all the saints, do not cease to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding may be enlightened, that you may know what is the hope of his calling, what are the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of his power toward us who believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ, when he raised him from where? And seated him at his right hand in the heavenly places. Far above principality, far above what? So the death of Christ and his resurrection has been set up far above principalities and power and might and dominion and every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in that which is to come. And he put all things under his feet. He put it, it did what? including principalities, including powers, everything under the feet of Jesus and gave him to be head over all things to the church. Oh, yeah. Which is his body. The fullness of him who fills all in all. And you he made alive. Who? Everybody say me. Tell the person you. So he made what? Alive. Tell the person you are not dead. You are spiritually alive. You are spiritually alive. Amen. And you he made alive. Who were dead in your trespasses and sins. In which you once walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air. The spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. Among whom also we are all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh. Fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind. And were by nature children of wrath. Just as the others. But God. Who is rich in mercy because of his great love with which he has loved you and me. Even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. Look at verse 6. Can we all read together first this together? One to go. And raise us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Continue. That in the ages to come, he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. So where are you now? Look at verse 6. Verse 6, please. And raise us up together in the heavenly places in Christ. So where are you now? Far above what? Tell person, you are far above Satan. Amen. 
So if you're above, then where is Satan? Say in the name of Jesus. I declare today, Satan is under my feet according to the word of God. Yeah. Anybody being controlled by the devil here from today, declare that Satan, you are under my feet. So when you see any activity of the devil in your life, trying to manipulate your job, your marriage, your career, your health, tell the devil you are under my feet. You see, one of the things that the enemy used to frustrate us is deception. Knowledge. We don't know anything. He takes advantage of our ignorance. But if you know your place in Christ, you will understand that you are above the enemy. God has, through the death of Christ, he has set you far above the works of the devil. So whenever you sense the activity of the devil in your life, tell the devil, please, please you're, not, you're not supposed to be here. Go down, go down, go down, go down. From today, I see all forces and activities of the enemy coming under your feet in the name of Jesus. If only you would take your stand, all forces will obey you in Jesus' name. James 4, 7. He said, submit yourself to God and resist the devil. And he shall do what? He will stand. He will smile. He will fight with you. What will he do? He will flee. James 4, 7. Please give me that scripture. But he gives more grace to, and therefore he says, God is the problem, but he gives it, verse 7. Therefore, submit yourselves to God. Resist the devil. He, and he will dance with you. He will smile with you. What will you do? I see all devils and demons fleeing from your life. When you sleep and you have bad dream, wake up and say, devil, shut up. You can't torment him in my dream. Let him know your place. Trying to manipulate certain things about your health, your children, your career, your money. Hey, shut up, mother. Because he always wants to deceive you. Let him know where he belongs. There are certain people you must tell them, please, hey, hey, this is where you are. There are certain people, when you are too close to them, they try to take advantage of you. Let them know their stand. Let them know their what? Let the devil know his stand that he is under your feet. Glory to God. That power and that grace has been given through the death of Christ, which we are celebrating today. Through his death, you have the power and the authority over the devil. From today, may you go and control the activities of the devil in your life and bring them under your subjection in the name of Jesus. How many of you can see that the devil is trying to manipulate certain things about your life? Yeah. Call a stop to it. Anything which keeps happening in your life is not from God. Any negative activity in your life, whether it's your health, whether it is whatever, it is not from God. Jesus was told that Peter's mother-in-law was not well. He went to the house. The woman was just suffering from fever. And they thought it was a normal sickness. As soon as Jesus got there, he put his hand upon him and rebuked said, he rebuked the fever and the spirit left. Most of the time, there are spirits behind sicknesses. I'm telling you. You take it through. Oh, 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 oh. They say, the doctor said it. The doctor said it. No, 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 no. Why should I do the doctor? So please understand that there is a force behind it. Pray again. Rebuke that force behind it. I told you a story about a man of God who prayed for somebody who had a neck problem. Yeah. Uh, be healed in the name of Jesus. And the man was still going with the neck like this. And the Lord opened the man of God's eyes and he saw that there was a monkey sitting at the shoulders of the, the man. And has held the neck like this. He said, come back. Do you know what he did? And he, I rebuke you spirit of infirmity. The moment he said, I rebuke that spirit, that monkey jumped out of the man's neck and started and jumping and going, rah, 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 rah. and the man was just healed. I'm telling you. Some of you have accepted statistics. This is my, it's, it's a chronic. Oh, so for you made a, uh, so if you have you have accepted ulcer. Oh, me, me, ulcer, and they are bad. They are mean to me. Oh, mean to me, cry. 
Only one answer. As a person, you and whose answer? Maybe answer. We have accepted answer. Oh, me, I've been beeping this. He said, "With long life will I satisfy thee, show you my salvation. As your days are, so shall your strength also be. Say, so ye shall serve the Lord. He shall bless your bread. He shall bless your water. And he shall take away sickness away from you. You don't serve God to become more sick. Even when you are sick and you serve God, you become more healthier and healthier and healthier and healthier. But we have allowed the enemy to take advantage of us. Manipulating us. Believing the system. This is what they say. The doctor said this. This man said, the pastor said this. What God is saying and what man is saying, which one will you receive? Whose report will you, I mean, will you? From today, I see the grace coming upon to take dominion over activity of the devil in your life. In the name of Jesus. He said, none shall be barren among you. Is that not so? Everything around you shall be fruitful. So when you see barrenness around you, whether I mean womb barrenness, whether financial barrenness, anything emptiness, rebuke that thing. It's not from God. Glory to God. I see God helping you to exercise your authority over the force of the enemy in the name of Jesus. Ah, Through his death, he made a public show of him. Please, all Bible said he rose like a lion. That's what the devil does. He's very deceptive. When you read Ephesians 6, the Bible talks about, he said, the craftiness, the sly, the schemes, the schemes, the, the tricks, the water. Yeah. Schemes. The devil cannot force you to do anything. He uses traps, schemes, deceptions to deceive you. Because he knows that you have authority over him in Christ. Yeah. May you exercise your authority over the forces of the enemy. You see, even mosquitoes you know you. Are you here? You have gone home. Did you do what? The last time you complain of malaria will be the last time you ever complain of malaria. Because from now, because of the authority Christ has given, even mosquitoes will be able to identify and to know you. Yeah, I'm telling you. It's not every blood mosquito can suck. When they even try to force to suck your blood, they will die instantly. Bible said there are celestial bodies and there are terrestrial. Terrestrials are the fleshly bodies. The celestial are the heavenly bodies. And Bible says we operate within the celestial bodies. Celestial bodies don't fall sick. Angels don't fall sick. They don't fall sick. Now, let me ask you. Do you believe that you can live a life on this side without even the slightest headache or the slightest? Yeah. So when you are sick, don't think everybody is sick. We say, yeah, bro. Yeah. Some are really enjoying life. Some are really enjoying health. Because of the revelation, what they have seen in God's word. Receive the grace to walk in this authority over the force of the enemy. In the name of Jesus. Now the third thing, what God has given to us, just four things. As I'm sharing with you, the third. He has also given us victory over sin. Victory over what? Yeah. The death of Christ has brought us victory over sin. Before his death, before we gave our lives to Christ, we used to do whatever we love to do. You can go anywhere, you can sleep anywhere, you can dance anywhere. But through his death, before you gave your life, you couldn't say no to sin. You couldn't say no to lies. You couldn't say no to certain things which does not come from God. Because the devil was manipulating and controlling our lives. But the moment you gave your life to Christ, through the death of Jesus Christ, God has given you the power and the authority. In Romans chapter number 6, reading from the verse 1 through 14. Romans chapter 6. Verse 1 through 14. Very powerful. Give me the NIV version. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? No. By no means. We die to sin. How can we live any longer? 
Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? One of the symbols of the baptism that we take you through. Here we don't sprinkle water. We take you in. When somebody dies, you don't bury the person with one leg out. No, you bury every part of the body. That's what baptism is. We call it immersion. So we put you in the water. And it's a symbolism that you are dying with Christ. You are being buried with him and you are resurrecting with him. So when you are put in the water, the pastors will say, I mean, as they do, they, they, they put you, say, now we baptize you in the name of God the Father, in the Son, and the Holy Spirit. They will put you in, they will bring you out. Now rise up in what? In newness of life. They will bring you out. They will declare this over you. It's a symbol that you are dying with him. Listen to what Paul says. Please go back to verse 3. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his what? Into his death. You have died with him. Listen to this. We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new what? A new life. If we, have been, you, if we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his what? Resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with. So when he was nailed and crucified on the cross, we were crucified with him with the old sin. That which we no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been free from where? From sin. (laughs) Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves what? Dead to sin. Why? Because you died. And when you died through baptism, you died to sin. So count yourselves that the day you were baptized, the day you gave your life to Christ, you were also crucified with Christ and you died with him. And that sin also died with you. In the same way, count yourself dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, do not let sin reign in your what? Mortal body. So that you obey its what? Evil desire. So sin is evil. Hmm. Do not offer the parts of your body to sin as instruments of wickedness, but rather offer yourselves to God as those who have been brought from death to life and offer the parts of your body to him as instruments of what? The parts, third person, let the parts of your body, your neck, third person, from your head to your feet, offer every part of you as instruments for righteousness. For sin shall not be your master, because you are not under the law, but under grace. Hallelujah. Other versions use the word, said, sin shall not have dominion. Please say to yourself, I have the authority. You have the authority. And the power over sin. Now, from the day you gave your life to Christ, sin has now become a choice for you. So now any sin you commit, if you lie, you have chosen to lie. Whatever you want to do, which is not right, now it has become what? A choice. Even if you find yourself in any bondage of sin or weakness, you tell God to help you. He helps you and delivers you out of them. Hallelujah. I see you receiving the victory over every weaknesses and every sin in the name of Jesus. Oh, I see that grace coming upon you in Jesus' name. How many of you know that you have certain weaknesses and certain sins in your life? 
Alright. I see God helping us and deliverance from them. As we celebrate the death of Christ, I see that grace being made available. We know ourselves better than anybody. And sometimes when you talk about sin, people have, people's minds go wild. You see, most of the time, because we don't fornicate, we don't drink, we don't smoke, we think that we don't sin. Yeah. But one of the greatest sins that anybody can ever commit is the sin of unforgiveness. Unforgiveness. You are bitter. You don't fornicate, you don't drink, you don't smoke. The things, the sins that we see. Many of us, we are more wicked than those who fornicate. The sins we commit are so severe and so terrible more than those who stand even the roadside. Do all kinds of things. Go with me to 1 John 3, 6 and 7. No one who lives in him. Can we read it together? One to go. Who lives in him keeps on what? Sinning. No one who continues to sin has either seen him or known him. Verse 7. One to go. Dear children, do not let anyone lead you astray. He who does what is right is righteous, just as he is righteous. So he who does what is wrong is wrong. We'll be so righteous. <laughs> right is righteous. Wrong is wrong. Your <laughs> I see the grace to run away from sin coming upon you in the name of Jesus. Tell the person I pray for you from today. Any sin any weaknesses in your life. We are remembering his death for your sin. From today, drop every sin in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now my last thing in closing, what the death of Christ brought to us, he, that his death brought us a good life, better life. He died not only to save you to heaven, but he died also to make your life better. I said he died to make your life what? Better. So anyone who gives life to Christ, not only will you receive salvation, but also your life will move from glory to another. From honor to honor, from favor to favor. So when you give your life to Christ, your life doesn't go backward. Your life moves forward. For the path of the just is like what? Proverbs 4.18. Like a shining light. For as we behold him in a glass, we are changed from glory to glory. So your life must become much, much, much better. His death brought you better life. Galatians chapter number 3, verse 13. Galatians 3, the verse 13. Please first follow me. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. Ayah. How many of you know that there are some curses in your background? Me, I'm number one. Many of us, where we are coming from are not too good though. There are cases of people have spoken cases over our great-grand-grandfathers. It is affecting us in our marriages, in our careers. Most of the sufferings that we are suffering are coming from our backgrounds. But listen to what happened. The Bible said, and curses anyone. For Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. The moment you give your life to Christ, every curse has no power and authority over you. Any curse that is operating in your life is illegal. It is operating based on your ignorance. When you take a stand, devil, I'll be redeemed from this curse through Jesus Christ. The curse of, I mean, barrenness, the curse of divorce, the curse of poverty. I rebuke that spirit behind this in the name. That thing must cease. So you don't live your life always under curses. And they say, Mebushian say, Mebushian say, Ude de bia, one curse, Yemrekida. 
Are they? What is wrong with you? Every day you are carrying guilt. Oh, yes, mommy, yes, papa. And now, what do you mean? From today, I disconnect you from every generational limitation and generational curses in the name of Jesus. Say to yourself, by the death of Christ, I am free from every generational curses. Yeah. The beer the same. Since you gave your life to God for the past 10 years, every day you are praying about curses. And that may not be free. When will you get out of it? When will you? God said, if the sun sets you free, shall be free indeed. Galatians 5.1 Stand fast therefore in the what? The liberty by which Christ has made us free. And do not be entangled again with the yoke of bondage. Stand in that liberty. The liberty that every curse, Jesus has taken the curse from you. Yeah. You'll be fruitful. You will succeed. You will make it. No family curse has authority over you because of Christ. If it's a generational sickness, you are exempted. Believe God, I am free from it. I am free from diabetes in the family. I am free from premature death in the family. I am free from limitations. I am free. I am free. I am free. Don't carry that bedding. No, maybe do a cheat. catch it all. The beer. Oh, the beer. No, man. Hey. We had put in the Saturn so we had in the Saturn so better for the Biaudian to that. Why they don't go? I'm saying there are some people that when you lay hands on every day, tell us it's gone, it's gone. That kind of in Kunya, one of you in Kunya, a cock, a cock, a cock, a cock, a cock, a I'm not open cemetery. Open cemetery is a. When I see that you always want to hear something, I'll tie it, frame it, and put it upon you. When you're going, then your head will be cool. Because sometimes you people force us to say things which are not true. When you open Yeah. Say to yourself, I am free forever. Now, go back to the Galatians 3, the 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, it is written, curse everyone who is hung. Now, what is the curse of the law? Go with me to Deuteronomy 28, from verse 15. Where, from, from verse 1, the Lord talks about the blessings, and it, from 15, talks about the curses. But it shall come to pass, if you do not obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments and to statutes and which I command you today, that all these curses, so this is the curse of the law. All these curses will come upon you and overtake you. Hey, a curse will come and overtake you. Now listen to the any curse I will read from here. Give me the NIV. Understand that God and Christ has taken you away from that curse. So if that thing is happening to you, it is what? Illegal. You'll be cursed in the city and cursed in the country. Ajay, say I'm free. Your basket and your kneading trough will be cursed. The fruit of your womb will be cursed. It means your children, yeah? And the crops of your land and the calves of your heads and the lambs of your flocks. You will be cursed when you come in and you will be cursed when you go out. The Lord will send on you curses. Confusion and rebuke in everything you put your hand to do. So even your work of your hands are even confused. Say, I'm free. 
until you are destroyed and come to sudden ruin because of the evil you have done in forsaking him. The Lord will plague you with diseases until he has destroyed you from the land which you are entering to possess. The Lord will strike you with wasting diseases, with fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought. If anybody is in this church always selling in the sun to make a living, may God deliver you from that stressful and curse. Yeah. Sometimes you see somebody carrying things on the head, even with a child at the back, through the sun, and especially with the dust. May God make your life better. Your children will never suffer like the way you suffered. You are changing the trend in your family and in your generation in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. Your life will not be wasted. The love of children shall never be wasted. In the name of Jesus. The sufferings of your generations are not your generation. The curses in your family can never limit you from your progress. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I pray that in no time Many of you are going through fire. Your life is so stressful. May God make a way for you and deliver you. You can never serve God and continue to suffer the rest of your life. Ah, you can't. I see a lot becoming. Listen to me. This God is true. I'm telling you, we are not deceiving anybody here. Our lives are testimonies. When we have money to buy egg, we are three. One egg, we divide into three. It came to that I have to go to so a friend, walk from North Central to Esuabua to borrow paste. So I'll take a, a sheet of paper with me. When I go, they pour the paste on it. I bring it for, for us to brush our teeth. When I came to Accra here, I was looking for a security job. I didn't get one. Who told you God cannot change your life? What do you mean? Who told you? Don't do dubious means. Don't do anything. God will bless you. You build a house with your own money. You'll be successful with your own money. Glory to God. That curse of limitation, that curse of frustration is broken over your life in the name of Jesus. Yeah. Let, me, let me end here. With fever and inflammation, with scorching heat and drought, with blight and mildew, which will plague you until you perish. Bro, the sky over your head will be like bronze. Hey! The ground beneath you like <laughs> hey. The Lord will turn the rain of your country into dust. Hey! Uh, yeah, yeah, see here, yeah. Rise to your feet. Shout, I am free. Blessed be God. Please, everybody say after me, say in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, as we remember, Father, as we remember your sacrifice, your sacrifice that, you made for us, that you made for us through your son Jesus. Through your son Jesus. We ask. Help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. To rededicate our lives. To rededicate our lives. Back to you. Back to you. We receive the grace. We receive the grace. To live for you. To live for you. We receive the grace. We receive the grace. To love you. To love you. We receive the grace. We receive the grace. To walk with you. To walk with you. And to be more effective. To be more effective. In you. In you. From today. 
from today. We rededicate, we rededicate our lives back to you. Our lives back to you. Let your name let your name continue to be glorified, continue to be glorified in our lives. In our lives. We thank you. We thank you. And we bless you. And we bless you for helping us for help and coming to die for us. We love you, Lord. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. You have done for us what no man could do and what no man can do for us. Thank you today. Help us to love you the more. Help us to give our lives to you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. And thank you, Jesus. According to your declaration, let it be done unto you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And amen. God bless you.